Hey everyone, how you doing? SEO this week, episode 131. We'll be starting in a couple minutes. I just want to make sure get all the technical crap out of the way. Hey Dan. So we got a good one coming up uh, this week. Since you guys are early, I'll let you know. I'm gonna do eight stories and then uh, like a quick down and dirty side audit. It's not anything like step-by-step that we typically do is you're giving someone uh, a full audit that they paid for, but we're going to get one of the viewer's sites, uh, give some insights and stuff, show off a couple of tools that I use for audits and maybe be helpful for everybody. Uh, So hopefully that, and I'm going to try to do that every week. So just kind of mix it up a little bit. (laughs) Hope you guys don't mind. Since we have no tag. There we go. As always, that is my goal for the year. Hey, Nathaniel, welcome. Thanks for showing up. You and Dan holding down the fort. I need to get better at promoting this show. Okay, all that crap's out of the way. Uh, one minute, and I'll start. Facebook peeps, if you're watching today, I don't have the Facebook chat on, um, so I won't see your comments until after the show. I apologize for that. Alrighty, so here we go. SEO this week, episode 131. Today we're going to talk about EAT. I know everyone's favorite topic, whether it exists or not. Who knows? That's a debate. Uh, some image SEO, and I'm actually going to do an audit for one of the viewers. Uh, and in the viewer's defense, he gave me this link like 11 weeks ago, and I'm finally getting around to doing it, which is horrible. 
but what I want to start doing is keeping the stories, the news stories short, maybe top five, top eight. If I can like zip through a couple of them, like you'll see there's a couple of these that we can just zip right through and it's no big deal. Uh, and then do an audit. That way you guys can see a little bit about my thought process and how I do things and interact with me in the chat and let me know or give me ideas and uh, give your own opinions. Uh, and then maybe also you get something out of it if you decide you want to do your own or have your site audited. As a note, I do show off the site. It's kind of hard to show someone or talk about an audit when, without showing out the sites. Uh, you see, we did the one on SEO Fight Club. Those guys knew what we were talking about, but everyone else didn't really get a whole lot out of it. Uh, so I like to show the sites. Keep that in mind if you guys are, are requesting an, an audit on the show. I'm going to show you <laughs> show your site. So if you're paranoid and you think that you have, you know, you're just starting out and you're going to dominate a new market and might not want to show it to me, um, unless you know you, you really need some help. Uh, so with that being said, I'll go ahead and do the stories first. Uh, and then we will get on with the audit. And DJ said he wants to do the audits first in the news. And no, I don't want to do it that way. <laughs> I like to get into my to my role. So I want to do I want to do the news first where I can get into the role and then we'll start, we'll jump off. So first one is image SEO. And this is my Sherpa, uh, SEO Sherpa. They actually sent this to me. Uh, and and showed it off, and I really like it. And there's a couple things here that I want to to point out to you. First is the um, the SEO on the page is really cool, uh, and second, the concepts are cool. And then third is they're still leveraging infographics, and a lot of people uh, should be doing that. I use and like to leverage infographics that I find on Pinterest. So you find the Pinterest infographic, you wrap a story around it, and then maybe do a video, which will goes into another one of the marketing strategies that we'll cover today uh, and then turn that all into a post and you actually, and then repin it and you get a lot of traffic from Pinterest doing that. And so it was really cool. So uh, also there's a checklist that goes along with this. If you want to uh, sign up and reward them for the work, if you scroll down here enough, it'll pop up. I'm not sure. I already closed it once. So maybe the pop-up won't show up again. We'll be lucky out to deal with it. Uh, but there's 19 tips here. Uh, some of you may know some of this stuff and others may not, but I think this is really good and you can leverage it and get some of your images stuff. People that, in my opinion, that will get most benefit out of this is Ecom. Uh, and then if you're any creative, like if you're doing web design, you should be doing uh, image SEO. If you're doing, uh, if you're a photographer, you should be doing SEO. If you're doing, have a client or yourself is doing, um, uh, home design, that kind of stuff, visual markets, you guys should be uh, worried about image SEO. And it's not all that hard as long as you get into the habit of doing it. And really right here, this number five to me is the primary. Uh, setting up your images, the keywords in your title, in your uh, file names, and then the titles, captions, and descriptions is the really the best way to, to leverage uh, images, in my opinion, because it lets Google know exactly what that image is about. You know, you can play with it a little bit. Like typically what I do is, let's say I have a mountain scene uh, and I put it on my SEO site. I'm not going to put mountain scene on there. I'm going to change it to that specific title, which kind of goes against what image SEO is. 
but you can leverage that uh, with some of your other stuff. You know, if you have your one keyword optimized image and then do that with the rest of them uh, and you, you'll be okay. Image size is always important. I use a Smoosh Pro uh, for that. And then this goes into the alt descriptions and how that works. If you know anything about SEO, you want at least one or two that are keyword optimized uh, for your target keyword. You, know, you can use some related searches for those. And also, as I said before, you do some work on the descriptive stuff. This is a really detailed post, uh, a great, again, a great example of how to create a, um, an infographic if you if you want to try it out then really not that hard to do on your own but just find someone who's got a better eye for pretty um, certainly i am not the guy to be designing infographics so i find people with better eyes for pretty and then they'll create it for you or like i said go to pinterest and find some that are already made uh, and, and turn that into a great piece of content and that's exactly what they did here uh, so i would check that out you can see this kind of loads funny so their image SEO might need some work. I'm just saying that the images aren't loading, um, but you can download the uh, the rest of it and uh, in their sign up thing, and you you know get the the whole checklist. So that all works out. Uh, next one is Search Engine Journal. Uh, Google's John Mueller is asked about eat and structured data, and I think this kind of the article says eat and structured data, but it really talks more about how to leverage that author page. So if the concept is, if you have, if you're trying to increase the eat, the authority of the page, uh, in this in specific case is medical, because medical is, since the medic updates has kind of drawn a lot of attention um, to eat and the concept of eat uh in so much as establishing authority and a lot of people are trying to do that with structured data same as or um, is is really a good way to do that and one of the question here is if the author is built out you know i'm you know i'm clint butler i'm a researcher i'm a medical doctor uh, i practice in this hospital i also write for these journals those are all authoritative uh, and if I add that author link to my schema, is that going to improve EAT? I would argue that having it in there and having that done uh, is way better than not, especially with these new medical, with the rules for medical sites and how Google is trying to uh, filter out some of the noise, I guess it were. Um, but John also points out that it's great that you have it in there, do it if you want to. But this page specifically is what has to establish that um, that trust uh, and the authority. And so I would say that if you're doing, let's say hey, you have your author bio written out that way, as I just described, cite some of those sources inside of your content too, so that you, you kind of figured out how to establish the authority and the trustworthiness of your content. Uh, and you do that by just essentially you're creating your source template in your about um, on your about page 
and you know how to cite those sources inside of your uh, your articles and use sources use a sources like a bibliography at the bottom sources or references add those in add those in there as well if you don't want to link directly into you just so that you can give one you give your reader something and two you're kind of take advantage of the, the theory that uh, linking to uh, high trustworthy sites provides a ranking boost uh, I, I say it's a theory because I've never personally tested it myself, um, but I have seen where, you know, a WikiLink used to work and then now it doesn't work. WebMD is kind of the same thing, um, but medical journals and stuff like that are just, it seems to me to be a benefit versus a loss of rankings when I do like a Wikipedia link. So um, check that out. I think that's a good, good thing, good start for you and how to leverage this information here. On the structured data idea uh, and then they go over a little bit about eat and, and structured data spam which to me is just they kind of i don't know they kind of pretty could have left that out so skip the bottom half of the article if you want to uh this is a viewer submitted article it's by uh, growthbadger.com a blog strategy how i got 843% more traffic from one blog post. And it's a really cool idea. And I know a lot of people are doing it already. And it's a survey technique. And if you follow Robbie Richards, you know that he was actually doing a bunch of them. Uh, I was lucky enough to be cited in a couple of those, which is a great backlink for me. Uh, and then uh, I know that the pages actually got some really good traffic. So I think it's something that you guys should try to do. Either create these double survey techniques pieces of content or seek out people that are making them and offer your insights. I would go even so far as finding some of these surveys and saying, Hey, I, here's my opinion. Excuse me. Here's my opinion. And maybe they'll add it. Would it be cool? Or just do it in the, in the blog comment. It's, you know, a backlink is in the blog comments and a really good post, especially if it's moderated it still works. So um, why not try it out? These will be a little bit time consuming to set up, especially if you're going to reach, you know, that amount of people. Um, but for the most part, just set up a survey on uh, Google, google.com, Google Forms, do a little survey like that. Uh, get your question and your answers. Keep it really simple so people will, will take the time to do it if you create some big, uh, loud, huge survey. Uh, you're going to get less respondents, in my opinion. Uh, and then go for it. I would just do, especially if you're, let's say you're in a, uh, a market where there's like this one pressing question right now, like SEO, does eat matter? That's a survey you can set up. Does eat matter? Yes, no, why or why not? And and you can get probably, you know, 10, 20 good respondents out of that and turn that into one of these double survey technique posts uh, and get some traffic at it. So this is a really good to, uh, guide on how to how he set his up uh, again he he scaled his significantly more than maybe i would have but here's the questions how he came up with the questions um the form possibilities that he used you can see he just created that questionnaire and then reaching outreach to the studies and putting it all together so i think it's really cool uh idea to leverage that uh jordan pierce he made a comment you can write when you're doing your uh Eat post write like a Wikipedia page. That's a good point. Um, they do, you know, they source, they write their paragraphs, or they make their statement, and then they provide the reference to it. 
Um, if you're into research papers, like I can write a research paper, 15, 20, 30 pages in about eight hours. Um, so citing is, is really, you know, kind of out of habit for me. Uh, so you can, you can do that and it really works really well. All right, let's see the selfemployed.com. This is a new one to me. Uh, I think I got this sent to me as well. Um, I'm not sure, but I, it caught my eye because of the video marketing strategy concept. And as you know, SEO this week, SEO fight club, pretty much any SEO show is really a, it's a video marketing strategy. Uh, in creating content that provide is hopefully in, in my case, <laughs> hopefully it's useful to the viewers uh, and that you, that they can engage with in SEO this week's concept. You can engage live or you can come back later and put comments on YouTube uh, or Facebook live. Now we got that going in my Facebook group uh, and then, or even on the blog post itself. So I've created opportunities for engagement. What a lot of people are missing out on, and, and I've taught this before, is if you're going to take the time to make an article, let's say that just is, this is pure article. I don't even think they have a video on here, which is kind of silly. How do you make a video thing? But you create, you create a great article. Now turn around and replace this featured image with a video. Uh, and just walk through these steps right here in, in your article. Here's your outline using the header tags uh, and, and say why gaining traffic or why you should be implementing video marketing into your, into your strategy. You do two things. One, if mobile viewers uh, like me, when I'm looking, I don't like to read on my phone, but I'll watch a video. So if uh, there's a video opportunity there, now I've leveraged my mobile traffic. Uh, and two, you can also hit the YouTube side, the second largest search engine in the world, and um, get uh, uh, that extra traffic that you may have otherwise missed out if people weren't searching on uh, Google for your specific term or whatever. So I would leverage that. You can go beyond that and turn that into an audio, which is how SEO this week was born. I was doing some stories. I was creating videos, I ripped the videos, I turned it into an audio, uploaded on like 14 different audio sites. Uh, and then I said, hey, why don't I just do a show? And that's how SEO This Week became a live video post podcast. Uh, so you can leverage it out. I was also turning these into PDFs at one point in time. It just wasn't really getting a lot of traffic from this. I got some great backlinks, but not a lot of traffic. Uh, next one is search engine land, Google indexing issues. I don't know if you guys have noticed this. Uh, in and out, they're having problems. Like there, I think there was like a three-week period I couldn't get anything indexed. Uh, and then it was supposedly fixed. And then people were reporting that it's broken again. And finally, Google has kind of said, came out and said, yeah, we broke it. Um, here's how we fixed it and some of the lessons that we learned. I think that's really uh, good. Uh, if you know here, it said Google lost part of its index. Uh, so if you have indexing issues or you notice some of your pages have disappeared, you might want to go in there and submit them to Google Search Console. Best practice to avoid all this drama uh, with indexing is to use multiple indexing techniques just to make sure it's popped over a period of time. So in my case, I'll publish a new article, I'll go straight over to Google Search Console, 
submit it, and then I'll drop it into a tool like Colinkry, which will do a crawl. And you can set that to drip if you want to, or just go right away. And typically that's, that's usually good enough for me. Uh, even when people were saying that they were having issues, I was setting up a test and I got four test pages indexed within probably 10, 15 seconds uh, following that process. So you want to have a system in place just to, you know, give multiple ways for Google to find it. Don't depend on one simple thing. So that's how and that will address that. Google warns embedding Instagram images can cause SEO issues. That's pretty interesting. And it's going along with this search engine uh, image search traffic after embedding Instagram images on a site. And I think it would be uh, a good test for you to do, um, especially if you have an active Instagram account or even if you don't, just maybe just find some and see what happens. And John claims that he tested it and it did notice a drop in SEO. So I would check out the video, find out, you know, what exactly the concept was, was basically taking images and, and embedding them, obviously. Uh, and then the idea was that it would drop the uh, search traffic to you. And I think the iframe embed from there is essentially what it's doing is creating a link to Instagram. And then the Instagram posts is getting the SEO credit. Because if you know a little bit about iframes, that's it's a really good way for link building. Uh, and, and I don't say that it's harming your site. I think you're just passing the credit off to someone else. And if Google knows where the original source is, why would they rank your site when they can just rank the Instagram post, right? Uh, so I think that's how that works. Um, watch the video a little bit closer and then do a test. I think it's a good opportunity for a test. It's an easy one uh, for sure to knock out. Next is the advanced SEO guide to top rankings on Amazon, another search engine journal post. It's actually pretty good. I tinker around with Amazon. We have another guy in uh, over the top SEO, way, way better at Amazon SEO than I am. Uh, I, I just tinker around with it. And, you know, I'm trying to learn a bit more. I'm actually starting up my own little another company on the side to do like, you know, gifts and, and such like that. I'm thinking about starting another brand for soap um, just because I can't find one and maybe even candles. So uh, this will become even more important to me. Hopefully you guys will get to see some more uh, Amazon stuff uh, in the process. Um, but this also applies to sites like eBay, Etsy, etc. cetera. Uh, you just got to play around with it a little bit and learn their algorithms. So the number one thing that I noticed with the people that come to OTT for Amazon SEO is they're really not worried about buyer-oriented keywords, and they should be. Uh, you know, they try to they, they want to be fancy, they want to be artisanal, they want to have their moonlight ray beam rays, uh, color T-shirts or whatever, uh, and people just aren't looking for that crap. They want white T-shirts, not moonlight rays. You know what I mean? Uh, so this is something that you have to teach your clients and you're going to start playing with their, their, uh, their product descriptions and their product titles and stuff uh, that you're going after buyer keywords. They're buyer oriented. This is where the money's at. You know, moonlight rays is cool, but there's no money in it. So you want to make sure that 
that stud. And then also just go through the rest of this stuff. It's pretty much the same as for everything else. I didn't know, and I thought this is pretty interesting, you can actually turn on a little bit of structured data in your Amazon listings. Uh, to me, this was a holy crowd. That's cool. Moment, and it's good to see that Amazon, Amazon is leveraging it. Uh, if I was an Amazon seller, if I'm not and I'm competing against it, well, crap, now I got to find out what their base, what my market or my competition in that market is doing. Are they leveraging this feature in Amazon? And can I take advantage of schema over the way to that? Uh, so that'd be pretty cool. Uh, also, look at if you're a uh, Amazon affiliate, are the products that you're representing, are they using schema? If not, there's another opportunity you can build out schema uh, at or in excess of their statements and help increase their rankings of your target sites for affiliate stuff. So that's pretty cool. And then there's some other stuff in here, fulfillment, engagement, high quality images. I think most of this stuff is pretty much uh, typical of what we all know. And then traffic is another good one. Concentrating on it and leveraging it. So you got to get rankings to get traffic so that you can pop in. Uh, a lot, I know a lot of people that are active sellers, they leverage these sponsored brands and then eventually that brand pops up and kicks in and goes into this uh, to the uh, selected results and, and it ranks higher as well. Again, there's, and then there's some list of, you know, a minor overview of uh, Black Hat Tactics, which really in Amazon, if you think about it is, hey, Dan, I want you to buy my t-shirt and then give me a review and then I'll come back later and give you a refund for the thing. So technically not allowed. Um, <laughs> highly discouraged. And I've heard rumors where people get caught doing that and they'll remove all the reviews or they'll remove the product or even suspend their seller's account. But I never actually met anyone that that's happened to. But um, So be careful and, and who you're going to trust if you're going to go that route just to build up your reviews. I wouldn't get crazy with it. Maybe five to ten. Uh, get some traffic, get some normal sales, and then get a nice process where you're shipping the product and in there it says, hey, don't don't forget to come back and leave us a review. That would be cool. You know what I mean? So, um, or that kind of stuff. And then finally is from cognitive SEO, thin content and SEO, how to Google, how to avoid the thin content penalty. I would argue that right now, most people who are seeing a thin content penalty is, are running a PBN or they're running a user content generated type of site that is not edited properly. Um, and when I say not edited is, hey, I accept guest posts, I take it in everything, let's go for it. And what that indicates to them is either A, uh, you're running a PBN, or B, you're selling links uh, for, and for content. So you typically get this thin content penalty. That's my opinion on that, on that, that manual penalty, and really the only two situations in which I've saw it. Uh, and I have never really saw one where the site was just plain that horrible that even Google does uh, give you a thin content penalty. Um, typically, they're you know sites that are showing off. This is what I did. And this is how I ranked. Look how easy it was. Google saw it. Someone reported to Google or whatever, uh, and then thin content penalty is hit. Or the other two situations: you're either getting content and not editing it and selling it for links, or it's a PBN. So, um, 
They have some different views in here. I think it's just a really cool post to read, and I think you'll find a lot of information. I will say that it's 2019. I think we can stop quoting Matt Cuts now. That's all I'm saying. All right, so that's it. That's all the stories. Let's see. Nathaniel had a question beyond engagement. Does linking out through your show notes help networking and backlinking? I think it can. Um, like for SEO this week, you, you know, you see the uh, the um, the content. The way I, I roll it is the title, then a brief snippet from there, and then the link. And I really don't, I used to edit and add my insights into that, but I figured that's what the video is for, right? So I stopped doing that and it's almost, you know, it's just snippets directly from the pieces and then the links to it. But I'm still getting, um, it's not a lot, but I still get, you know, supplemental rankings from other places. And I probably would get more if one, if I did two things. One, if I added a little bit more of my own content into it uh which could be as simple as just having this show transcribed and turn into a content piece and just put it right at the bottom um and two if i actually promote it more like i i promote it i do google posts um for it on on my maps and then i do facebook and skype for promotion so the facebook on my profile kind of gives a backlink i could put it on the uh my page and that would be another backlink but for the most part i don't really build a whole lot of backlinks to the site um, and then i know some of the some users who appreciate the content occasionally they'll show their link so i get the natural link building but there's no specific um, attempt to rank these pages so when you when you say uh putting in the notes Will it help? I, I would say that it would. Pingbacks, trackbacks could generate traffic and then people would say, hey, look, I was highlighted. My article was highlighted. Um, and they may give you a link that way. Uh, the other way, I, I think I would have to actually do the whole transcripts test uh, and see how that works uh, for overall ranking. And maybe even um, passing on some of that power to more better money pages as it were. So I'm already ranking number one for SEO this week because I just linked the post to it just to kind of keep the continuity and it's habit now. Um, so that's a, that's a really good question. That'd be a good test. Uh, let's see another one. I was wondering about networking, sidelines, authors, other articles you're featured. I will tell you that there's only been one author ever that even reciprocated and that was Barry. Um, and what he was doing is because I was covering a lot of news. He was putting SEO this week in his roll up. And I, he noticed when I was doing it a lot, I got like maybe 10, 15 links out of that, doing that from him. Uh, but for the most part, even when I was tweeting, I would, I would tweet or I would email the, uh, the post creators, the one to respond. And uh, I, was, I was wasting my time. 
quite frankly, it, it would be awesome if they did. It seems like an easy, hey, I gave me a link. Thanks, cool, you know, and, <laughs> you know, show it off to someone and say, look, it, it was great. But uh, for the most part, I, I never I never saw that. Uh, maybe they just hated my opinion of their articles. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but you could. I think it's possible to create a network of other authors and uh, work out a, a reciprocal system. Uh, in particular, if you're doing podcast shows, if you're doing a lot of those interviews type things, uh, you know, SEO, Fight Club, we're doing an interview tomorrow. Um, and she wanted the links because she was going to promote the show across her email list, her, her social media and everything. Those are the kind of people you want uh, on your shows as much as possible. Same with if you're doing a, a conference and stuff. If someone says, hey, Clint, you want to come speak at a conference? Isn't it like kind of, to me, I, I would think it would be natural for me to promote it. I'm speaking at this conference. This is awesome. And they hand out the links. And you notice that the, the kind of like the same thing is a lot of people just don't do that these days. It's, if there's nothing in it directly for them, then why should I you know, even say thank you to the guy that highlighted my content on the post? So I'm not bitter about it. Just it's human nature. <laughs> Sometimes humans suck. What are you going to do? <laughs> All right. So let's get into this site audit. I'm going to start sharing this screen once again. I will be using uh, Sitebulb, Excel, and another browser. So if you see issues where it's a uh, small or hard to read, um, let me know. I'll try to zoom in and be cognizant of that, but keep in mind that you guys are on a uh, a, a lag. So if you complain and then I don't see it in time, I apologize in advance. So the site we're going to do is um, move on. It's choosemoveon.com. And it was given to me on Facebook when I requested some people asked who wanted to do site audits. Uh, again, this was a uh, 11 weeks uh, ago, so <laughs> I am slacking. I'm going to stretch these out and zoom in a little bit more so you can see. Keep in mind, uh, page structure and stuff, when I have these stretched out, I'm on a 27-inch monitor, so that may affect things uh, in the way that you see them. Uh, so if you want to, you can just follow along on the website itself or go back later. First thing I do when I come to a website, what is it? What's it about? And what's in it for me? Um, those are the main three questions that I ask. I got that technique from someone. I, I think it was Evan Carmichael. I want to say it was Evan, but this is like, I've been doing this for like four or five years now. So I kind of forget the original source, but what is it? What's it about? What's in it for me? And typically that's what the user is going to let to, to ask anyway right they're going to get on there and make sure that they're in the right place and you have to be able to say boom that's what you've accomplished right here so what is it it's a site for move on that's the business name uh, what's it about moving hopefully moving with a purpose does that exercise or am i moving i'm not sure the picture kind of gives it but that could be a little issue and then what's in it for me book your move so Typically, if I would have came here from the target term, then I'm assuming that I got to the right page. But I think this headline could do a little bit better. Moving what with a purpose? Moving, uh, you know, I would do something more of we're not going to break your crap. 
we're going to get your crap there on time. We're going to pack it and unpack it great and nice for you. Um, obviously, you won't say it like that, but I bet you that might even convert pretty well if you could try. Um, so, you know, this needs a little bit of work. Uh, audit side, technical is where I normally start from this point on. What's it about? What's in it for me? Is pretty clear at this point. You know, they're movers. They're in Tennessee. Uh, and they target mainly, is, is they got all these different places across the state, uh, but their homepage is optimized for Nashville. So we're going to focus on Nashville movers as the keyword. First thing you want to do is open up your favorite uh, quick analysis tool. There's plenty of the plugins and tools and Chrome add-ons if you want to. I use SERPWorks. SERPWorks connected to my AdaTrust account, and I can see all this data on the fly. What I'm looking for here is domain or is a uh, backlink counts typically. So links to the homepage are pretty good. Uh, and then the referring domains, 234, which means they're not spammed out. Uh, and hopefully there's some good backlinks. We'll hit that in a just a second. Next thing I do is look at their H tags. Uh, you know, if you follow me before, your H tags are your outline of your page and you want to have your keywords and your H tags, your primary keyword should be an H1 and your and the H4. That's how I set up all of my pages. H1, H4 has the primary keyword in it. Um, design, uh, design relative, obviously. Some designers, for whatever reason, you know, everything's H1, H, 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 you know, in the H tags, and it kind of screws up this process. So you got to clean it up a bit. Number one thing here is if we're targeting mover, Nashville movers, there's no Nashville movers inside of the H1 tag, and that is really, that is hurting them. Uh, I actually have their ranking. Let me see where their ranking is real quick for this turn. Uh, I want to say it's 13. Yeah, there it is, 13. I'll zoom that in when we come back to that. So, you know, this was probably get them, just changing this and adding H4 with Nashville Movers on there will probably get them on the first page. Um, I can pretty much say that with confidence that they're sitting at 13 with all those backlinks. Uh, next is, I use H2s and H3s. Uh, if you follow myself or Kyle, we always talk about um, related searches in H2s. That's what I do. And then Google Trends in H3s to get some of the variants, variations from those tools already done. It's inside of my brain that I need to do that. So I have variations covered pretty quickly. Uh, so this one I would keep. I would keep H2, move that one. I would remove the H tag from this. I would remove the H tag from this. I would keep it, keep it, remove the H tag, remove the H tag, remove the H tag. And that keeps those all relevant. And make sure that Google knows what the site's about. Same process here. Moving, packing is related. Moving, moving, and then Tennessee. I would keep all, all of those. These are all good. Uh, and then I would also add the exact match to my H4. That's how the outline, if you're looking at a, a website that's already made, you're not creating it and you're not going to be able to do the outline, that's a quick way and down and dirty way to do it. You, If it's already done and the keywords are not in here or the variations are not in here, then you have issues. Uh, but for the most part, you can just go in here and take these out 
and, and recode the the that section with font size um, element in in the HTML. It's pretty it's pretty easy to do once you figure out what the in the CSS file in WordPress the case what that H2 size is. It'll tell you right in the CSS file, and you just change that and carry it over into these, and you're getting you knock it out, and you'll never you won't even no one will even know that you did it uh, except the web designer. The downside is if you're not using a child theme and someone goes in and updates it, you got to start all over, uh, and that can be a pain. So make sure you're using the child theme when you're applying those kind of changes, especially if it's a good theme developer. So now we know the the target keyword, Nashville Movers. We know the H1s need to be fixed. Uh, the next thing I want to do is come in and check on the page speed. Actually, page speed of the site is really good. You can see I use webpagetest.org. I used to use Pingdom. I don't. I used to use GT Metrics. GT Metrics changed their times now, so you'll get you know different numbers based off of combined stuff. And in this case, the load time is it says is one point seven one four. That's the complete load. All the scripts and everything was all done is all complete. Google doesn't give a crap about that, and frankly, neither do your users. So you look at the first byte. In this case, the first byte is really good. Let me zoom in uh, a little bit. Uh, this is this is okay. Anything over five, I get nervous, and I start looking at, especially if it's a WordPress, I'll start looking at which plugins are causing the issues. Start render is really good. Anything under three is what I shoot for. Typically, if I can get you under two, then that's good. If you're under two, leave your site stuff alone. You're good. And then your first contentful paint. What this means is your users can start actively messing with your website. And you also want this to be as fast as possible. Uh, I like to keep this one under two as well. Excuse me. Again, Google is looking for under three seconds. So I'm keeping it, I keep everything under two and I always win. And I, and I meet what Google's trying to do. The rest of these numbers are all fancy and stuff, uh, but for the most part, those are the three metrics that I pay attention to right there. First byte, start rendering successful paint. And then you can click into these views if you want to. If you never use this tool, you just click into the views and you can see what's causing the lags. I think most often than not, you're gonna find it's your images that will cause problems. Um, so if you address the images situation, you're going to address a lot of the, the stuff in here that's lagged out. Every once in a while, you'll see some stuff where caches uh, cause uh, hard loads, but that's because that cache is more than likely combined. Like this site is using Breeze, uh, and you can see that that URL is a cache URL from the from the JavaScript. So my guess is they have Breeze turned Breeze turned on. So it's minify the JavaScript, and then it's combined that JavaScript to make that file a little bit bigger, and that's why you see that longer thing in there. Sometimes you don't want to combine. Like Google and everyone tells you you should always combine your JavaScript and your CSS because it loads less elements, blah, blah, blah. But then you get bigger uh, files. Uh, whereas if you keep it uncombined, minified but not combined, you, you have more files, but they're all loading way faster than they would if they were in one big file, uh, like in this case. If I was... Probably if, if I did want to tinker this site and try to make it a little bit faster, I'd turn off combine and see uh, if that would do anything. Um, I would guess that you're probably maybe get 200 milliseconds off of there. Is that really worth it? I doubt it. 
Uh, next thing we do is look inside of the uh, SEM rush. I want to see where else they're ranking and are they getting any improvements. You can look over here. You can see that the the guy, the viewer who's done this, uh, he's got a little bit of boost out of this. Uh, and then it dropped off and now it's kind of leveled out. I would expect to just when I see that pattern, it's a boost. Google's going, hey, I'm going to try it for all these keywords. And these ones didn't work. Now we're going to kind of level off. Uh, and then I expect to see a slow gain. Um, I also look at this. He started paying for traffic. Now, I will tell you that I have bought ads for specific keywords, single keyword ad groups, bought ads, and then as soon as I stopped, I dropped out of the SERPs. Correlation in that case definitely does not mean causation, but it's pretty damn suspicious. <laughs> uh, so I would, this kind of would, I would look at this and then I would examine why that happened and see where the ad campaign is pointing at and which pages dropped. If those two correlate, then you might have to uh, seriously consider that Google is messing with that. It also could mean that you're just, you're, you gave Google direct access to your site and you said, this is the page that it's optimized for and your ads proved differently um, because it wasn't converting and stuff. So now that quality of that content is no good. Pure speculation on my part right there. So, um, but that'd be interesting. Next I do is get into the organic keyword and we're looking for quick wins. Anything in the uh, four to five range, is a quick win in my book. I want to get you in the top three. If I can do that across the board in a lot of things, I'm going to increase your traffic. So you're just going down here and you look at it for. So Spring Hill, he's got a page for it. Um, that's an option. Let's see, pet friendly things to do. That's not, that could probably be a good support page. I bet you that's what he did. Uh, let's see here. Pet friendly in actions in Nashville. Wrote out a support page, movers, local moving in Nashville, top, the front, that's another support page. That's a, that's a category. Yeah, and this is another support page. This is another support page. Another support page. Um, external link to an authority site. This is actually pretty good for a support page. So if you're uh, used to, if you want to know how to do one, this is a this is a pretty good example. A couple things that I wouldn't do is this is a support page for Nashville. Uh, I'm not sure if Goodlettsville is a subdivision of it. Um, but he's got a separate page for it. And then there's a homepage for Nashville. I'm trying to rank for Nashville. That's my money thing. So I wouldn't have this in here. I wouldn't have that link. Uh, this one, local moving. This is an information page. I know that from clicking around before. Um, so that's okay. Because, but again, he's not trying to rank it for Nashville. And so this was create, essentially, if you keyword cannibalization, it could create that potential so i would even i would take out the the nashville tennessee part right here and just keep local movers uh that way you keep the relevance of that local moving page uh, and then the support pages interlinked smart 
And then best playgrounds, marks, and another information page. So that's pretty good. But yeah, those, those would be a couple of things that I would change on that page. And I wouldn't have found that unless I knew to look at some of these quick wins. So you have you might have a keyword cannibalization thing you have to look at and find out. I will tell you that when I did this search, Nashville Movers inside Cora, I got like seven pages from this one website, um, all popping for that keyword. So the potential is there. Uh, and I think that that could be something that could be fixed. Again, quick wins, stop at number nine, nine up, nine to four. Those are your quick wins. Those are the ones that I'd be targeting. Traffic is kind of lagging. The volume, I would go after Move On Moving. That's the brand. Uh, and you're number six for the brand, Move On Moving. So that needs to be fixed. The brand network can do that. And then a talk, that's a town. I'm not sure that you'll be able to go after that one. And then Tennessee, also a town. Uh, you're eight and nine. I wouldn't try to go to number one on those two. I would get to like number three and then stop investing my time. Uh, you're going to get some traffic out of it and get some information and you're a mover. So it's popped up in sight. So that works. And then move on is too broad. I wouldn't waste any money. You're, you're 10, but I really wouldn't waste any money. Your brand network would probably carry that over. Here's your money of term, Nashville Movers. According to USCM Rush, you're number nine. Again, Cora said you were 13 when searching in Nashville. So this is probably just like general, not uh, localized out, but 880 volumes. And you know, you still have some to work to do. And let's see, I already looked at that. Let's look at Cora. I didn't run pop just because I didn't want to set it. I didn't want to do it. Here's all the recommendations. For most people, I would tell you to stick to the yellow ones. Let's go. Try to zoom in a little bit more so you guys can read this. There we go. So for the most part, what I do is I, I recommend, like my guys, I tell them to just do the yellow ones. That way nothing gets broken. And then Ted added the, the variations, these shared... And the, in this case, it's shared and it relates to your competitors. In red, it's uh, the shared data, but not your competitors. So I worry about the black and the green. And I don't really mess with the red too much until it's, you know, I, I just want to get some more out of it. And I'm trying to go for 100%. And it, oftentimes, though, that's not the case. So I'll go with the open graphs and the meta tag description. Uh, that's Facebook. If, if you guys don't know, Facebook, Twitter, the OG, that's what drives that. So you need to get that set up. It's phone numbers. When I see something god awful, like add 108 phone numbers to the page, you know that you're dealing with a directory that's in there. Uh, so typically you can ignore that. JSON LD, the offer. There is a, a markup for offer inside a schema. And they need to go research that and add that into their search terms and the body tag. That's just adding more couple more terms to the content um and then again here's the h1 remember i meant i pointed that out with serp works didn't even need core to do that and it's right there uh and then search term is the html tag i'll tell you that once you take care of this this is going to go away and then this is going on a four so really you only need to add the exact term four more times not five uh, so that's kind of how that works 
And then CSS, number of CSS includes. If you're used to messing around with CSS, go ahead. And, but typically, I ignore it. You can do basic tunings or intermediate tunings. Um, I really don't get into these until I've already decided where it's going to go, where it's going to stop. But a lot of this stuff is going to take uh, some stuff that you can leverage right away. So if we look at our target site, in this case, the title is Move On Nashville Movers. That's it. So in the basic tunings, in the intermediate tunings, it says I should have best year top or free or a combination of the most. It's your the title tag on this side is so short you probably get away with adding all of those uh best nashville movers 2019 top rated free estimate <laughs> obviously you probably want to do a better job than that but those hit all four of those uh pretty good i would you know hell i wouldn't even i would honestly i'd probably even try that just what i just said best nashville movers 2019 top rated free estimate and then the brand at the end um, just to see what happens uh, i think that, that might actually work <laughs> uh, and then obviously another thing here is backlinks is relatively low and we'll look over that this is the last part number referring domains and links to the home page this is the home page typically i want to look at the pages i'm going for so I look at number referring domains. I thought I was signed in. So it's just slacker. So I look at a couple of things here. Link growth, you can see this coincides with SEM rush where they told us the traffic increase. You can see their, their link building campaign has stepped up a bunch, and that's where that traffic is coming from. I also look at this. If I'm dealing with the U.S. site, then I want all of this to be focused on India and Columbia. Take it with a grain of salt. IPs, et cetera, bouncing around. Is it really an Indian site? Blah, blah, blah. Um, or is it just managed in India? Is this a bunch of PBNs from a provider? But for the most part, my U.S. sites, I want them to be, I want this to be the darkest part. Uh, if I don't care, you'll find a lot of my sites are really dark and rushing. <laughs> uh, and then I look at this. What is the anchor text and how is it diversified? I have this whole list of anchor text classifications uh, of a guy named Michael Myers. He built it uh, and I just kind of turned it into my own. And I'm creating a software actually to pull this data in and you actually see the numbers. But I want to look at brand. Am I, are, are they leveraging brand? Are they using too much exact match? And when I say too much, is that's compared to the search results everyone else is doing, not some imaginary number. Um, what are the search results looking for? Uh, and then um, also just some kind of variations. These variations, believe it or not, they help you if you are using something like a PBN uh, because it, it hides your PBNs and your more, more powerful links uh, in there. Not so much when you're dealing with small numbers like this, but it's better than, than nothing. So I look at those and then I look at the types of referring domains. And I sort by DR. Everything 40 and up 
is interesting. That's valuable to me. If it's DR40 and up, it's valuable. Anything below that, it's like, okay, thank you for the link. But I really don't care about you. Um, and that's this number has been kind of my, my magic sauce for DR. Then they changed it. And now it's UR is more important. And I, you know, DR is yeah, it's a famous site, it's awesome. Uh, but UR, URL rank is where it's at. And that's based off of shared data and some of the stuff that Ted's doing with his leaderboards. And UR seems more, more valuable. That's okay. It's still the same tool. Um, I'm just using a different number. So I look at these medium, crunch based, soup. These are really good. Expertise.com, top rated local. There's some directories in here everyone's doing. Um, so they're not doing too bad. I want to bring this down. And you can see how the UR is lower. They would get more power out of these backlinks if they sent some backlinks to these and boosted these up. So you don't need as many backlinks if you're boosting up your other stuff and kind of getting those metrics raised for you uh, and take advantage of it. I think this is low because these are search queries, uh, but it's interesting that these still show up because that means that this site could actually be having some issues as well if these search queries are indexed. Uh, we don't like doing those parameter things. We don't want those in the index because uh, we don't have pages for them and a little bit harder to control. Um, but if it's coming from your backlinks, then go then go for it, right? Uh, so that would be something that I would do here. Let's check another one. Absence, yep, those are 11. Dex knows. Uh, Dex, yep. Yeah, I did, I consulted with them for a while. They, they got the same issue here. You know, you can boost those up. I can tell you that Dex did actually can take a beating uh, so if you want to do their links here's another one uh, deal of the day yellow pages that's pretty good i would actually you know this is a good thing to send maybe some prs to you and get that you're you're raking up so what i'm basically going to tell you is you have a really good set or this guy has a really good set of backlinks just to and boost the power of this and then finally i want to close it out and, and have you guys look at this, this is a um, essentially, if you are using a tool like Cora, Pop, or whatever, uh, this is a really good report to have um, and because it, it allows you to see your competition uh, in the data view and, and learn a little bit more about what's going on. First is the anchor text. Uh, you can see the different ones that they're using in the span class. This one is like... Some of the stuff that Cora pulls out, like how the hell am I supposed to read this? Um, but this is a good start when you're doing anchor text analysis. You just kind of scan through here and look at these things and see what people are covering uh, and what people are doing. It's not an end all be all. And then the next one I like is titles because you always get stuck at titles, writing them, trying to figure out how to improve yours. Again, if you look at our target site right here, it's only four words. There's so much opportunity that's missing. Uh, and you can see that people are, are doing a really good job. Top two, movers, moving, movers, moving, movers, moving, moving, movers, uh, et cetera. So obviously we need to get movers in there. We need to get moving in there. Move on moving. Um, best Nashville movers. Move on moving. Uh, top rated 2019 free estimates. Um, I bet you that would fit or it would be really close. So, and you can also see the best right here is showing up good. 
let's see there's another best i don't see top rated in there so but hell if the data is showing it to you you might as well try it right and then h1s if you're stuck on h1s i don't know what to do here you can come back and look at some of these uh etc this is also really good if you're watching the show reach out to me and i'll send you those reports if this is your site with that uh i want to close out with a the last piece that i do and that is i'm not going to show you that that's a whole show is site bulb uh if you use screaming frog uh visual seo was there xeno i think is the other one uh website auditor all these all tools pretty do pretty much the same thing they just look at different rules and stuff i like this one just because the interface is cool it's a piece of software i keep the data for a long time etc uh, etc et um and here are here's how the the hints are pressed out some things that i would look at right off the bat is canonicals i want to make sure that those are all right uh, so you're gonna have to go through and look at your canonicals external urls there's some opportunities that you can fix some of those uh more importantly is you have some broken internal ones i also noticed that you have some internal links or this site has internal links from facebook so it's their home page and then the facebook parameters are inside of the internal links you want to fix those because it's a different link uh, and let's see here pagination uh, don't really mess with those page speed we already know is good so we kind of ignore that and then we scroll all the way down here and get into the seo stuff and this is just some basic things that you can go. Uh, title tank, title link, H1 is too short. There's just opportunities for you to add some more keywords in there, more relevancy, and maybe some um, conversion terms in there. Missing alt tags, that's a big one. And meta description is missing. This one is a little wary. You have to decide if you want to fill those out or not, or like Google, decide, Google do them. Um, there's two camps in that and I've tested in the wild the camp of leaving it blank and I've tested in a while the camp of filling it out and I've always got a ranking boost when I filled it out and filled it uh added keywords to it so um that's the route that I go so this one is valuable to me meta description is missing that said if you're dealing with a site of 25,000 products if you've ever had to send three or four VAs to go write 25,000 meta descriptions you feel really bad and it takes a long time um, so maybe this meta description uh, being blank uh, is something that you could ignore if you're already ranking all of the things combined. If you're already taking care of everything else and you're still you know, down to number four and you want to try number one, fill out the meta description for that product and see what happens. And it'll kick you off So versus doing all 25,000. Another feature that I like here is the crawl map. And this is how I see that the um, silos are built properly. Uh, again, you can use, I don't think I can zoom in on this deeper than, oh, there you go. Uh, you can use this to make sure your structures are done. You'll see your target, like this page is all out by itself. Uh, popular music festivals, it is a, it's going to the category page. It's in the category in the structure. Um, typically, a better one is to be able to see a, um, like this is in the URL structure in the categories. Yep, see. And this is based off of locations. So move on and services. And these are all 
subpages of the homepage. So you want to, this is kind of what you're looking for. This is another good example here, Tennessee Old Hickory, the locations, and those are all linking to that. Those are all subpages. So this is, gives you an idea of what their thought process was when they build out the site, and then you might have to go in there and change the virtual silo um, without messing with the URL. So this is, that's another way I leverage that. Uh, and then ultimately, I can just go ahead and export this and give a PDF report. It says 60 seconds, sometimes faster or slower. I just want to show it to you uh, in the inf interface. Um, but this would really help you out. I'm just going to stop that because it's taking forever. <laughs> so that's it. That's how. That's a quick and down and dirty audit of a website. Obviously, uh, there's other ways to do it. Um, you can run, like I know Josh Brzezinski has got a templates that he does and he changes a couple things i've seen like 10 15 of those things and it's like the same template um or you and cushing's got a template that goes out there robbie richard has one and so does ryan stewart all of those are you know pretty good in one of the cells and what they are but when you take those and combine those and create your own process uh, you'll find that SEO, the site audits are faster, um, but you can be a little bit more thorough with them at the same time. Typically, I like to spend at least 12 hours, but not consecutively. I'm not going to sit behind my computer for 12 hours and do it. I run all the tools, go analyze the tools, go look at the sites and make the recommendations on the reports. Uh, and then that is, and compile that into a, a closing report, and that is the site audit. So you, you're looking at $1,500, $3,000, depending on the site of the site, uh, for me to do a full on site audit. But anyone can do what I just did run some tools, get some quick links, uh, glimpses of what you're doing, and go after the, the quick wins. Uh, while your team is doing that, you can go in and do the full site audit or on your own while you outsource the specific work that you want to do uh, for your own business site. You can, and then come back and do a full site audit if you want to, or bring someone like me or Kyle in to do a, a more complete version of the site audit. So you have essentially an SEO roadmap for the long term. All right. Hopefully that was useful we'll go look over here glance over if there's any questions <sighs> no, no questions on the audit that's awesome either it was really clear or really stupid i'm going to assume that i was really clear uh terry power asked what conferences am i going to i am doing seo or nfg rockstars um, that is the first, second, and third of October. The last day of September, was it 29th or 30th? I'm not sure. Um, but the last day of September is kind of like a networking hangout day at Disneyland. And then the conference is the first and the second. And then the third is essentially VIP day. Uh, where in a, in a working kind of environment. So people doing just really what we did right there, bringing sites up and trying techniques, um, et cetera. My talk is going to be on the anchor text analysis. I'm really, really excited about doing that and, and teaching that people that concept. Uh, and then I will go into better idea of my silos, uh, how I do those. And then finally, I am going to probably show off the uh, canonical negative SEO attack again. 
And the reason I will want to show it off is not to tell people how to do it, but I'll show people how to identify that it's happening to them uh, because there's a lot of lazy people. I won't say a lot. Not, there's not a whole lot of people using it, but there are people that are using it that are, um, and, and you should be able to spot that just in case, you know, in case you get famous enough that someone cares that much <laughs> to go after you. But it's also a good reputation management thing. So those are probably the, uh, the things that I'm going to hit on in my, um, in my, um, in my talk. Uh, and so we'll see how that works out. Uh, but I think there's Mike Pierce is talking, Brad Mayberry is talking, Jordan Pierce. Uh, I heard Holly Starks will be there. Um, who else is going? Kyle's going to be there, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, hopefully Ted comes. And then uh, I guess there's some secret people from the NFG side um, that I don't know that might be going to. So, uh, But I'm looking forward to it. And then after that, I'm not really sure. Uh, I wanted to go to uh, you know at least one more conference this year not speaking just attending so we'll see how that goes all right and hopefully that's it again uh hopefully you like the new format the audits uh obviously can get a little bit winded if i'm not careful so we kept this right at an hour which is really good uh i hope you like the stories again we're gonna keep those thin you're still gonna get the best of the best in my insights and when ted is here he's on vacation right now you'll get his as well uh and then uh, just us banging around with the uh with the audits if you would like an audit for your website go to facebook look for a group called marketing masters um that's mine it's pretty obvious that it's mine. You, you'll be able to see it. Join that and then put your, your site in there and uh, we'll highlight your site on the, um, on the show. Uh, also, um, you can do it in YouTube, but really there's a lot of trolls and stuff like that. Just the Facebook, the Marketing Masters keeps it clean uh, and you don't have to worry about that. But then again, you get a good backlink from the comments. Those are default comments and uh, for internal links inside of YouTube. So, um, putting it in the comments ain't going to kill it either. But, you know, that's if you do the Facebook thing, then I'll be a little bit more in tune to what you're doing. So, uh, again, it's Marketing Masters inside of Facebook. Uh, and I would like to thank you if you're on YouTube for watching and Facebook for watching. And we'll see you next week. This has been SEO This Week. Thank you all. <laughs>